Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give everyone ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverb 14, beginning in verse 1. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. He who walks in his uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is perverse in his ways despises him. In the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. Where no oxen are, the trough is clean, but much increase comes from the strength of an ox. A faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. A scoffer seeks wisdom and does not find it, but knowledge is easy to him who understands. Go from the presence of a foolish man when you do not perceive in him the lips of knowledge. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Fools mock at sin, but among the upright there is favor. The heart knows its own bitterness, and a stranger does not share its joy. The house of the wicked will be overthrown, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Even in laughter the heart may sorrow, and the end of mirth may be grief. The backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. The simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages and is self-confident. A quick-tempered man acts foolishly, and a man of wicked intentions is hated. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The evil will bow before the good, and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor man is hated even by his own neighbor, but the rich has many friends. He who despises his neighbor sins, but he who has mercy on the poor, happy is he. Do they not go astray who devise evil? But mercy and truth belong to those who devise good. In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. The crown of the wise is their riches, but the foolishness of fools is folly. A true witness delivers souls but a deceitful witness speaks lies. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge. 
The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. In a multitude of people is a king's honor, but in the lack of people is the downfall of a prince. He who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. A sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. He who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker. But he who honors him has mercy on the needy. The wicked is banished in his wickedness, but the righteous has a refuge in his death. Wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding, but what is in the heart of fools is made known. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against him who causes shame. Friends, today I'd like to take a closer look at verse 27. And Proverbs 14, verse 27 says this, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of of life, to turn one away from the snares of death. And friends, we will revisit that verse prior to closing today, but what I'd like to begin with is wish everyone a happy Valentine's Day. And happy Valentine's Day is a special day that comes once a year. It is an opportunity for us to cherish and to be thankful and to celebrate the spouse that God has given us. So what I'd like to do before we begin today is actually say a prayer for everyone who is married and listening to this podcast today. And then I would say a simple prayer for someone who has yet to find that chosen one that God has for you. So I'm going to actually do two short prayers. So Father God, I thank you for all of the married couples tuning in today. Father God, I pray that you would bless the husband and give him leadership and give him wisdom as he leads and guides that marriage. And Father, I pray for the wives that they would be submissive to their husband that they would be an encouragement to them, and that together you would bind them and make them stronger than they've ever been together. Father, I pronounce blessings on them individually and as a couple. I pray that they would draw closer to you and fulfill the call that you have placed on their lives, both individually and as a couple. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, for those who are not currently married, this is my prayer for you. Father God, for those listening today, whether a man or a woman, Father God, I pray that you would bring someone into their life that would be a suitable partner for them. Lord, that they can share life with, share their love with, and become stronger and further advance the kingdom of God. 
Father, I pray that you prepare for them the person that you have in store for them and that you prepare their hearts to love and nourish and cherish their future spouse. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, friends, since it is Valentine's Day, what I'd like to do is read a passage of Scripture that talks about love and the marriage relationship. So obviously we have to go to the Song of Solomon, and chapter 4 is actually remembering the wedding day. So this is what I'd like for everyone to do, if you possibly can, is to find a relaxed seat somewhere you can either lay down or sit and meditate. And I'd like for you to close your eyes as I read this chapter. What I'd like for you to do is to think back on your wedding day. Think about the joy that you had as you watched your wife come down the aisle. And ladies, I'm talking to you too. Now, it's a different view, and I'm not a lady, so I can't imagine how you were feeling when you walked down that aisle and you saw your husband to be waiting for you with expectation. But I want everyone to think back to that special day. So let's begin, and this is entitled, The Bridegroom Praises the Bride. This is Song of Solomon, chapter 4. Behold, you are fair, my love. Behold, you are fair. You have dove's eyes behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats going down from Mount Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of shorn sheep which have come up from the washing. Every one of which bears twins, and none is barren among them. Your lips are like a strand of scarlet, and your mouth is lovely. Your temples behind your veil are like a piece of pomegranate. Your neck is like the Tower of David, built for an armory, on which hang a thousand bucklers, all shields of mighty men. Your two breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle, which feed among the lilies. Until the day breaks and the shadows flee away, I will go my way to the mountain of myrrh and to the hill of frankincense. You are all fair, my love, and there is no spot in you. Come with me from Lebanon, my spouse, with me from Lebanon. Look from the top of Amana, from the top of Senir and Hermon, from the lion's dens, from the mountains of the leopards. You have ravished my heart, my sister, my spouse. You have ravished my heart with one look of your eyes." with one link of your necklace. How fair is your love, my sister, my spouse. How much better than wine is your love, and the scent of your perfumes than all spices. 
Your lips, O my spouse, drip as the honeycomb. Honey and milk are under your tongue, and the fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Lebanon. A garden enclosed is my sister, my spouse, a spring shut up, a fountain sealed. Your plants are an orchard of pomegranates with pleasant fruits, fragrant henna with spikenard, spikenard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon with all trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes with all the chief spices, a fountain of gardens, a well of living waters, and streams from Lebanon. Awake, O north wind, and come, O south. Blow upon my garden, that its spices may flow out. Let my beloved come to his garden and eat its pleasant fruits. Friends, I'd like to bring up three points that have to do with this lovely chapter. Number one is always remember your wedding day. Friends, life is a continuous journey, and there are days in life when you and your spouse may have disagreements. May I challenge you that when that happens, you think back and meditate on your wedding day. Remember your wedding day. It's like everything is perfect. Your spouse is finely dressed, whether a man or a woman, but they are the person that you have chosen to spend the rest of your life with. That is quite a commitment. And there's a reason why you selected them. I'm hoping it's because you seeked God in prayer and He told you this was the one He had for you. Some people don't have that as their background, but it doesn't matter. God will bless where you are at moving forward. Number two is to cherish your spouse. And friends, this is key to having a wonderful marriage. Your spouse should be above anyone else on this earth, including your children. Now, the most important relationship we will ever have is our relationship with God or His Son, Jesus. But the second most important relationship is your spouse. They should be your best friend. Now, I know we have good friends, and we might call them our best friend of our own sex, and they're people you hang out with. But you always are going to hang out with your spouse more than anyone. Number three, always give thanks for your spouse. Now, this one can be a bit challenging at times. When times are not good, and there are moments that you are in disagreement and you're not on the same page and things are really not looking good. Hopefully these are brief, 
moments of time and can be in just a few minutes or hours, hopefully. I'm really hoping that this doesn't go on and you don't allow it to go on for days and then into months. Friends, you don't want that to happen. And I'm going to just say, be quick to forgive. Just remember, neither of us, no one is perfect. And we all make mistakes. And when it comes to the marriage relationship, you need to be quick to forgive. You want to forgive your spouse so they'll be back in good standing with you and you with them. Friends, nothing is more important than the person that God has blessed us with. We should remember our wedding day. We should cherish our spouse, and we should always give thanks for our spouse. Before we close, let's go back to our verse of the day, and this has nothing to do with our spouse, but I believe it's a good verse. And we are in Proverbs 14, verse 27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. And friends, as I mentioned, the most important relationship we have is with our Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus. That should be our primary focus. We need to have a reverent fear of God. And if we live our lives with that in mind, that will allow us to love and cherish our spouse. We have to love God first, and then when we love God and realize how much He loves us, it gives us the ability to love our spouse that same way. Friends, my call to action today is very simple. Do you cherish your spouse? Do you often go back and think about your wedding day? Are you thankful for your spouse? And friends, if you did not answer those positively, may I ask that you seek God in prayer and ask Him to help change your mind. Friends, do not pray that God will change your spouse. I don't think that's a good idea. And more than likely, he won't answer that prayer. What we need to do is change our hearts, not the heart of our spouse. Think about that. There's a reason you married them. I don't want my spouse to change. I don't. Every once in a while, we may have disagreements, but I am thankful for the person that she is, and I would never pray for God to change her. I need to be changed if there is something going on with our marriage. The suggested scripture reading is to reread our proverb of the day, Proverb 14, in its entirety. And if you would, go to the Song of Solomon and reread our chapter of the day, chapter 4. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. 
And if there's anyone listening today and you've never taken that step, I invite you to say a simple prayer after me today. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and you came to earth and died on a cross so that everyone listening today would have all of their sins forgiven. Jesus, I am thankful for the price that you paid on that cross for me. Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, if you would, take just a moment, go on my webpage, wisdomtodaybk.com. There is a contact tab. Click on that tab. Give me your name. Give me your information. Let me know you said that prayer. I want to get back with you and celebrate with you. Welcome to the family of God. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please rejoin me tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.